Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Hughes Eight and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Betsy. Hey, what? I've got some stats for you. Oh, see, I was going to tell you, Kate, there's nothing I love in life. And, you know, I love my kids. I love my life. I love my husband, but I love stats even more. Did you ever take statistics? No. I failed. So. Moving on. (laughs) I didn't fail. I got to see. But uh, let me give you some stats on our podcast. Do so. So, so far, of all the 143 actual books we've reviewed, uh, 96 of them have been classics, which is about 67% have been classics. All right. And about, you know, 33%-ish or 47 books have been not classics. I like those odds. So two-thirds. Two-thirds? That's not... That's pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. We're, we're... As humans, we're, we're more inclined to like things and dislike things. I think it so. means you need to give me more crap. Well, okay. I can do that. But I mean, other, there is crap out there. Yeah. Other stats for you. We've had five special guests come on. Which oh, is... yes. With more on the way. I can think of three off the top of my head. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we've done three Caldecott episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where we've discussed contenders. So we've been doing this for three years then? Uh, yes. Excellent. All right. <laughs> uh, I've done two wraps and we've had one mini episode. You've only done two wraps? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you've done 25. No. That's what my heart tells me. No. And my heart is never wrong. I mean, no. They were both, I think they were both Cardi B, like soundtracks too <laughs> moving on there um who are you oh rapping one i am kate r kate r i'm glad that you got your moniker down and i like that i used the word moniker cat catter catter mm. cater fine and i'm betsy b uh which sounds more it's kind of it sounds more kiddish it does sound well that's why i took it <laughs> and what do we do here uh we discuss raps <laughs> occasionally and, and monikers i guess i should get a, a no you know what if i truly wanted to punish you i could bring in a wrapping picture book Ooh. they are the worst they are the worst the worst Aww. you don't understand they're what you give children to punish them and to make them hate reading forever <laughs> okay um but that won't be the case today question mark question mark i do have a new book for you i'm going to pull it out now okay a boot a boot a boot a boot a boot a boot Imogene's Antlers by David Small. David Small. Why is David Small important, Kate? Because you're doing a book with him. That's right, Kate. He was from uh, Southwest Michigan, and he came to my fourth grade class, and he drew pictures for us in the library. And uh, and now I'm doing a book with him. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't it kind of bizarre? Yeah. It's like my childhood guy that happens occasionally i've heard stories from authors and illustrators who somebody walked into their classroom when they were a kid and then they got to work with them later in life so Hmm. and mine is uh david small okay and this have you ever have you ever read old imogene's oh i'm sure i did but i don't remember a peep of it you do you remember the old reading rainbow that was how i primarily came to it 
Do I Did remember ever... any episodes from Rain Rainbow? I guess no. that was my generation, not yours. No. I watched it. I just didn't retain didn't any retain. of it. Except nope. for the song. I like the song. Well, everyone likes the song. Yeah. All right. Fine. Take this book. It's Read a, this book. It's a little one. It is. I know. It's like a tiny version. I'm not sure why that is. While Kate does her read, I'm going to give you a little background information on Mr. David Small, except I don't have to. I don't have to do that. You know why? Because he did it for me. He did it for me in a little book called Stitches, which is a graphic novel memoir of his time growing up. And let me tell you, when you think you know a guy, but you don't, you just saw him in your fourth grade class and he kind of knew your mom from the bookstore. Uh, When you know a guy in that way, and then you read his sort of life story, uh, in the form of a graphic novel as hugely powerful and wrenching, one might say, as Stitches. Uh, it changes how you look at a guy, I gotta say. Uh, if anything, I admire him even more uh, from after reading that book, because that book, if you have not read Stitches, long story short, how he got cancer as a kid and lost his voice for years at a time. There you go. That's... Uh, that's that's the long and short of it. It actually skips some major, major details when I sum it up that way. But what you going to do? And then just a personal plug here. He is indeed doing a book with me that's coming out in 2021. So next year, the book is called Long Road to the Circus. And it sort of came to be because as it just so happens, David Small lives in a house that my grandmother's no good uncle would visit when he wanted to skip out on his farm chores. So, that's fun. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. Doing How good. was the book? I liked it. Yeah. That's a funny little book, that is. It's weird. It's a strange one. It's kind of Gregor Samsa, kind of metamorphosis, but without the really sad parts. Yeah. Yeah. Without the your sister hitting me with apples part. Yeah. Yeah, no, this was fun. Um, so this girl, Imogene, she wakes up on a Thursday. It's weird that this happens on a Thursday. I know. Nothing interesting happens on Thursdays. No. We record on Thursdays. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> so There you go. I just proved my own theory. Okay. So she wakes up and she finds that she has grown antlers. Gigantic. Yeah, not teeny little horns. Adult-sized yeah. antlers. Not, not tiny horns. Not, not little minuscule stubs but i like that she has she sleeps with a whole bunch of crap on her bed that i felt very comfortable with because my daughter sleeps with a ton of crap on her bed including shoes and stuffed animals and necklaces definitely and the stuffed animals and, and necklaces maybe less so the crayons but yeah definitely just stuff there's definitely lots of details in this like oh good she always wakes up at seven o'clock really yeah you know, my daughter always wakes up at seven o'clock. Maybe they're be- about the same age. Wait a minute. Is that my daughter? <laughs> yes. yeah. So she, Imogene finds uh, that it's very difficult to get dressed mm. because she has these, she can't get anything over her head. But I love while she's trying to get dressed, both the doll and the cat are appropriately freaked out. Meanwhile, wouldn't she be freaked out? I mean, she's handling Imogene, this very well. Imogene's most defining quality is her lack of freaking out over pretty much anything this is a real go with the flow kind of kid she's very accepting of it but she is yeah also these must be very heavy i know right that's what i'm saying wouldn't her neck be hurting yeah the whole the whole skull area let's get a i've got a a scientist over here he's gonna tell us everything about no no i just 
I don't, I assume, you know, maybe they're hollow. I literally don't know. I know nothing about animals. Maybe they're made of chocolate. Maybe they are. <laughs> so she, you know, she has some obstacles she has to overcome, like getting dressed and going through doors. Um, she goes downstairs for breakfast and immediately gets hung up in the chandelier. Like, her antlers get hung up in the chandelier while she's, like, sliding down the banister. Mm -hmm. And her mother faints. Which, I mean, I would have that reaction probably if my child grew gigantic adult antlers out of her head. Yeah, if I went in to wake up my daughter in the morning and there were freaking antlers coming out of her head. You might faint. You know, I'm not a fainting person, but I'd give it a shot. (laughs) And, well, both her and I think the cat have the most appropriate reaction. Yes. To you're, you're one of two reactions. You're either going to faint or you're going to scream. Freak out. You're going to freak out. Yeah. So this is what I don't understand. So she, so they call the doctor, right? The doctor comes and it says he could find nothing wrong. Really, dude? He looks for real so pissed off. How does he? No, no, no. This is the doctor. Oh. That's the principal. Oh, that's the principal. But no, the doctor, how can he find nothing wrong? She literally has, has antlers. antlers coming out of her head. But uh, but here's what, like, kind of, like, trips me up a little bit, is that she goes from... So, if you're looking at her antlers, she has... I'm going to call these points, okay? so I'm she, sure there's a technical name for them, but I'm going to go with points. Right, so she's hanging out the chandelier. She has one, two, three, four, five on the left side, mm-hmm. and one, two, three, four, five on the right. Okay. With the doctor, she has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Ooh. and on the right, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Well, maybe they're increasing. No, because it changes throughout the story. Oh, does it really? She's inconsistent in her antler points. Right. Well, I don't think she is. Maybe it's a trick of the light. Maybe Mr. Small. What? Is. Take that back. Ma- I'm, ju- <laughs> I'm just saying. Like it's something. How dare you, madam? It's just weird, right? It's inconsistent. Yeah. Yes. So, right, the angry guy that you were pointing out is the principal. Okay, that's the principal. It says the school principal glared at Imogene but had no advice to offer. Okay, since when do principals make house visits? Seriously, he must live next door or did, something. Did also, he, he think it was a prank and he was like, I'm going to go over there. No, seriously, he seems to be under the impression that she did this on purpose. Right, and so he's like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to prove him wrong. Yep. And then, oh, she really does have him. Well, that just... Oh, now I'm really angry at ruined myself. Ruined his entire now. day. Yeah. Which, his little three-piece suit. I'm like, go be a principal. Do yeah. your job. Do Stop your job. Like... I, he must be a horrible principal. Right? But have you noticed that the cat is in, like, every single shot? And it looks just like my cat. It's orange? Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like an orange... It's like he knows me. It's an orange oh, cat. Oh, he does. He actually does know me. Yeah. Okay, so uh, her brother, Norman, uh, consults an encyclopedia and says that she has become a rare form of miniature elk, which is a thing. Really? There are miniature elks. Oh, they, they sound adorable. They don't look human. Are they like teacup pigs? <laughs> no. Oh. Nope. I mean, they're still elks. Oh, okay. But they're could, just could a little... Could I fit sp- one in my purse? No. Oh, well, no. then never mind. I'm not so, interested anymore. But again, like, after he announces that, mom faints again. Which I'm like, all right, honey. Now she's just milking it. Yeah. Well, like, you know, get it together. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You're not even wearing corsets. So Imogene goes into the kitchen, I guess, to do some homework or to read or something. And so the... Um, the kitchen maid is drying towels on her antlers. They're a bit well-to-do, aren't they? Yeah, they, got they, a maid. they have a cook. The cook makes 
homemade donuts. Oh, that's awesome. And then hangs them from the antlers. And this is where you can kind of get, okay, well, I can't exactly count all the points. Right. Maybe there's some, like, but I mean, you, I showed, okay. I showed you. I'm conceding the point. Okay. So, right. So Mrs. Perkins is the cook. She puts donuts on Imogene's antlers and says, go outside into the garden to feed the birds. Lucky birds. Birds get homemade donuts? Yeah. There's a lot of donuts here. There's a lot of donuts. And there's a lot of birds. And there's the cat in the window looking at the birds. What sound do you think that cat's making right now? Uh... It's doing that like chirping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but what are all of these birds? That's that's my challenge to any Instagram bet, huh? person that follows all right. us. I will take a very good shot of as of many the of these. I mean, it's two. It's two full pages, so we'll have to do two shots. Name all the birds. I can name a cardinal, and there's another cardinal. <laughs> and, yep, those are both cardinals, and maybe a blue jay. I think that's a nuthatch. I could be wrong. So, yes, we will have to there see. There looks like a bluebird flying in on the left. But I can't and I can't tell. Some of these are look like woodpeckers. I don't know. Why would a woodpecker be eating donuts? I don't know. <laughs> Strange. If you had the choice between wood and a donut, what would you choose? Oh, I'd go donut. There time. you go. That's true. Yes, I, that's just <laughs> science. Okay. So then Right, so mother is uh, recovering in bed. Mother seems like the kind of person who wants all the attention on her. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, we need to just, we need to fix this. We need to cover this up. There's only one thing we can do. We have to hide your antlers under a hat. And so they pull up the yellow pages. That's adorable. <laughs> and... Remember what the yellow pages were, kids? No, that's because you're kids. <laughs> and they call a milliner darn right they do who has an ad in the paper for an emergency hat service and his tagline is we hide your head in a hurry (laughs) (laughs) so that's what he does that only works the way you said it it's kind of like that 30s voice you know yeah we hide your head in a hurry it must be a really good jingle with that so i'm sure there is we hide your head we hide your head we hide your head in, in a, a hurry. hurry. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's, nice. That's very nice. So two hours after she was in the kitchen, it's about three o'clock now. He's arrived with his team. They sketch up a hat. They put it together. They put it on her head and it looks like a giant diaper. <laughs> it it's a diaper it with like angel a... wings and a bow. It looks like a jellyfish without the tentacles. It's awkward. Yeah. I mean, and everyone the, else likes it. it, except for the mom oh. who faints a third time. Like, lady, lady, what did you think you were asking for? Like, have Seriously. you been drinking water? Are your knees lacking? I, I, Do you geez, have a medical those condition? Are very tight shoes. That must be it. just cutting <laughs> off all the circulation. Right. Day. Yeah. So after dinner, because now we're into the evening, sure. she's practicing her piano, and her brother has put candles all over her antlers. <laughs> Um, the cat is thoroughly enjoying this now. I mean, Aww. he's like not freaked out at all. Good. But there's like a random piece of sheet music that Ooh. has a name on it. It it was a pupil of Beethoven's, but I'm just wondering why his name is pronounced and like no one else's is in the sheet music. Who's it? What's the name? I don't know how you pronounce it. It's C Z E R N Y. I don't know how to pronounce Chesarney? it. Chesarney? Sure. <laughs> I don't Bob. Know. I don't know. It's just weird, though. Like, why would you emphasize... That looks like an in-joke, I would guess. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. 
So she gets tired. The brother is very carefully putting away all the candles. She kisses her family goodnight while mother is still crying. Mother just and get over it. Father dude. is kind of getting frustrated at this point. He's uh, like, I've been comforting this woman all day. Yeah. She hasn't given me any peace. That is a patient man. Yes, very patient. But Imogene goes to bed and everything is where it was in the morning. But when she wakes up, there is one little difference. Interesting. Well, other than the obvious. Right, right, right. Um and I like I flipped him back and forth between on her her Thursday page and her Friday page. And really, the only difference between the two is that her shoes are no longer on the bed. When so they, it was the shoes' fault. When the shoes were on the bed Thursday night. So Oh, they must have fallen off. Was that a clue? Like, was it the shoes that caused the antlers? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So she wakes up on Friday. She comes downstairs to enjoy breakfast. The antlers are gone. And she's got giant peacock feathers. Which look fantastic on her, I they must do. say. Yeah. They do. How she got that dress on, we will it's never know. It's the same outfit from Thursday. Oh, well, then she just never changed. <laughs> is she wearing it when she's awake in the morning? Uh, is she... Because she woke up. Is she, is, she, is she wearing that? No, no, no. no she's, she's wearing, wearing pajamas. pajamas. Okay. She just wore the same exact outfit. Maybe she only owns one outfit. Maybe she, Or maybe she has the same outfit and she has one every single day of the week. I don't know. I don't know. That's it. Good old the Emma end. Jean. Good old Emma Jean. All right. So as I mentioned before, this was a reading rainbow book. Uh, apparently it sold more than 550,000 copies, at least by this point, in spite of the fact that it won bupkis when it comes to awards. Here's the awards it won. And I'm not putting down any of these awards, but when we think of major awards, we don't tend to think of the Kentucky Bluegrass Master List from 1987, the Parents' Choice Award winner, of 1985 and then it was a reading rainbow book in 1985 that's it it won nothing which is very strange uh but it's very well remembered today i must say so well remembered that on september 15th of this year comes the book imogene comes back oh it's actually got a sequel coming out this very year huh what a coincidence that we seem to be doing it now yeah. Oh. How weird. Okay. How strange. All ah, right. Okay. How peculiar. Mm-hmm. Now, I couldn't really find much of anybody talking about the book. We all seem to know it, but nobody really seems to talk about it. But I did find a blog that's called Don't Read This to My Kids. You would think by that they would mean every book I review on here is terrible. That is not what they mean. And they're actually rather thrilled with uh, Imogene's antlers. This would be uh, Cassandra Gelvin, who points out that... It doesn't seem to be a metaphor for self-expression. She's never shown as being upset that she has antlers. She either just takes it in stride or is completely thrilled about the whole situation, which is great. Only her mother is upset. Everyone else is just sort of there watching this unfold. The book is basically saying some people are different than other people, and it's okay. You don't have to be upset that you don't fit in, which I think is true. Yeah. It's a nice mess lesson. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason it's so uh, popular. Now, sometimes the books we do inspire Halloween costumes. Oh. And so I give to you a rather clever Imogene's antlers. Now, these antlers appear to be done with brown paper, Mm -hmm. which has sort of been rolled together, I assume, over some thin wire but sturdy frame that has been done in shape. But it... It makes for really good antlers. So I will link to this uh, 
costume. Should any of you, in celebration of the new Imogene book, wish to become Imogene for Halloween? Who am I kidding? None of us are going outside this Halloween. Ha ha. No. Okay, maybe fine. But you have to wear a mask with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Excellent. Uh, ratings time. So this is definitely a unique story. Uh, it's never, I've never seen anything like it before. I really like the illustrations. The title is to the point, which I appreciate. Yeah. It's not something vague or long. No. It is literally Imogene's Antlers. Yeah. That's what we're talking like about. When you reach That's me. What, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. I like, so I like that. I wish it was a little longer. I wish he had done more it's things. super, the text is like very simple. He's doing all his work in the art. And yeah, the text is, I, but the text is good. I wish she had done more things. Yeah. I wish she had tried more things. Yeah, um, she's kind of homebound. You could do this as a stage play super easily. Yeah, there wouldn't be. You'd have to add a lot. And like I know I have I've read this before, but I couldn't remember anything that it was about. Right. So well, she has antlers. Right, but I couldn't remember the story. Oh, so no. No, no, that's no. so that's kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I did like it, so I right. gave it a six. Yeah, um, I think that's a fair thing to do. I, I, I'm a six point five, but I'm I my thoughts are very similar to yours. Uh, I am, what I remember from this book tends to be images, like her hanging from the chandelier by her antlers. That's an image that I remember. Her trying to get dressed with the antlers being a problem. I remember that image. Less so what she does during the day. Um, I didn't remember the donuts. I find it. A little disturbing I didn't remember the donuts, since I love donuts. Uh, so I'm not sure why I didn't remember that. But yeah, it's just a it's just a great book. Okay, so it's a classic. So it's a classic. Yay! All right. Wonderful. Cool. Letters time. Okie dokie. So um, we didn't have much, but we did have this. Remember, in the last book that we did. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered from Hocus Pocus. Remember, remember, <laughs> Winnie, remember. Re- no? Just me? Okay. Uh, millennial. Millennial. That's yeah, okay. What That's what I was just, waiting for. Yeah, I, was, I was going to say, I was getting there. I was uh-huh. getting there. I was getting there. I know. There. I know. In the last book that we did, I'm not going to say the R word now, uh, <laughs> we did Chato and the Party Animals, and you claimed you saw a clown. Yes. And I claimed it was a harlequin. And Which... we, had, uh, we had three people write in on the old Instagram. Two of them, Team Harlequin. No. One of them, Team Clown. No, it's a clown. It is 100% a clown. Did you know, by the way, that the uh, the Harlequin character was a role traditionally believed to have been introduced by Zen Ganassa in the late 16th century, but it was popularized by the Italian actor Tristano Martinelli in Paris in 1584. Okay. Fun facts about Harlequins. Okay. Send you on their way. Grown up things we like. So I have been hooked on this Netflix show called Unsolved Mysteries. Ooh, wait, what? Yeah, you remember the old show? Yeah, I remember the old one. They've redone it. And it is addicting and huh. crazy good. And to tie up with that, Netflix has a podcast about their mystery shows. And it's called You Can't Make This Up. And so if you watch Unsolved Mysteries, you can then listen to follow-up podcast episodes where they talk about, you know, what the producers saw or things that weren't that they didn't include. Um, and these are, I mean, they're heartbreaking and they're confusing and they're 
sad and who's the host there is no host there's no host it's done like a documentary there was a host though back in the day i believe not not anymore okay so if we're hostless it's very it's apparently this came out in july and it is super popular i've heard no one talking about this really no one of the guys that um is missing actually like a few weeks ago someone thought that they saw him in chicago like as a viable tip so yeah and he's under the table right now okay that'd be weird (laughs) anyway Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix, and then also listen to You Can't Make This Up, the podcast, uh, to tie in with it. It's very interesting. Very good. Oh, and I should offer a correction from last week. I said that you could watch um, Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. I had said that you could see Palm Springs on Netflix. It's actually Hulu. Oh. I just get my streaming services mixed up. Yeah, Yeah. It's all good. My grown-up thing is, uh, so we decided... Around July 4th, we, we, you know, you tape something off the TV. You don't get to it. You finally think you're going to get around to it. We, we had taped the musical 1776, the movie musical. Who played John Adams? I don't know. Mr. Feeney from oh, Boy Meets World. I did like that show. Yeah, he was also Kit from Knight Rider. Uh, he can't sing. Um, <laughs> and proceeds to show he can't sing for, like, a whole movie. Ooh. And it is a weird musical like if you've watched a lot of hamilton and i have small children so i have you just sort of expect it's gonna at least cover some basic similar ground it's a it's it's such a weird movie musical it has one thing really going for it uh the guy who played holly on northern exposure gets a really cool song one of the few because most of the songs come right out and wouldn't make any difference whatsoever and it's it's uh, it also they're kind of obsessed with sex. They're like, we can talk about sex in musicals now. And then they just are constantly doing it. And you're like, yes, yes, it's very novel. Could we get to the story, please? So I wouldn't recommend we revive this on Broadway anytime soon. <laughs> okay. um, but if you want to if you want to see a movie musical that has Blythe Danner in it, looking a lot like her daughter, Gwyneth Paltrow. Go check out yourself some 1776. On Netflix? Oh, I don't know where you can get it. (laughs) We taped it off of TCM, so I don't know. I assume you can rent the DVD. I think you can now tune into TCM movies on HBO Max. Oh, that would make... Okay, I didn't know they were related. Okay, that might be one way of doing it. You never know. I'll bet you anything they have it available because... It's not in high demand. Uh, well, then wouldn't it be not available? It's just like that right that right amount of demand where it's like not too much demand, but not too little demand. It's like that demand sweet spot. That's <laughs> right. where you'll find it. You'll find it right in there. Okay. And speaking of demand sweet spots, that's where this podcast lies. Really? Yeah. Is that your segue? It was. Sort of. Kind of. <laughs> I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our flenzer is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.